Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome to today's podcast. We're going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart because, frankly, what I'm about to share with you has been a interesting experience of learning over the last 10 years. And I'm going to start out, and you guys listen to us because you know we're not going to bullshit you, so I'll just hit you right between the eyes. Most review sites out there, I'm talking about the review sites that everyone's come to know, are complete and total scams. And they're scams on business owners. They're scams on people like you. They're scams on uh, really any – it scams in so many different ways, and we're going to talk about all that today. The essence of a review site is to uh, post or have negative reviews of a particular company um, and then get that particular company then to spend money to make those negative reviews either disappear or at least be less hypothetically harmful. All review sites do, in essence, is that. They try to get in the middle between you and your customer. Anybody that tries to get in the middle between me and my customer or you and your customer should be avoided. And what we're going to do is we're going to tell you today how these guys make money, how they can get away with it, because I don't know if you knew this, but websites like, you know, someone could go on a review site and they could just talk all kinds of smack about you that's complete lie. And it happens a lot in our industry, just complete and total made up bullshit. One of your competitors could write all this. Okay. Are they held responsible in the same way or can they be held responsible in the same way as if, say, for example, it was in a newspaper or a magazine? The answer is no. And I'm going to tell you why today. Because it turns out that there's this little strange law that was carved out for online um, you know, companies like Yelp that they're not held to the same standard as normal print media. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to tell you how to have your uh, – how you should completely remove yourself from Yelp. I'm going to tell you how to do it. It's something that nobody really knows that I frankly learned from um, – a lot of research. I'm going to share with you, Julie and I are going to share with you exactly, basically, how to essentially bypass the whole corrupt review site system so that you can, but still have the benefit of a review site. We're going to tell you how to basically uh, bring all of that in-house so that you can control the experience. But you've got to start with the concept that when you're trying to figure out what is at the root of someone's motivation, someone being a company in this example or many companies in this example, you've got to ask yourself, how are they getting paid? And once you've figured out how they get paid, then you can sort of decide whether or not that's a company that you really consider ethical that you want to align yourself with. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. It's going to be a, a really fun show. One of the reasons we – or I was trying fun. to wait on this one <coughs> Excuse me. Was that <clears throat> so that I could read this without coughing and dying of allergies? So I will do my best job. If oh, you wanted to okay. ramp so, up so, an example but, but Julia, yeah. of an interesting yeah. review. All right. So yes, that's what we're going to start with. I forgot you're going to start with that. But before Julie reads what she's about to read, because she's going to read a review. It's not directly relating to the topic, but still it's something that we discovered that we thought was hilarious. 
um, that hopefully you guys will enjoy too. It's kind of a long review of a product on Amazon that kind of sheds lights on why reviews and review sites in general not to be taken that seriously. So what we're going to talk about is we are going to, uh, after we go through what Julie's about to share with you, we're going to give you point by point of all the things that I just uh, foreshadowed. But some of you I know, or well, actually a lot of you, are coming to the event that we're doing on April 19th. I want you to, if you're not, if you're local to Austin, Texas, if you've not yet registered, um, you definitely want to consider coming. And all you've got to do is text the word EXP event to 31996. Text the word EXP event, there's no spaces, to 31996. And then you're going to be sent back um, a link to a, the registration page. Use the word Harris at checkout, and your, your ticket is comped. So there you go. Um, we're going to give uh, 10 tickets away today on today's podcast. It's going to be a fantastic event. It's a true mastermind. For the first time in a long time, Julie and I do events quite frequently, but I'm actually excited about this one. I'm not nervous about it, <laughs> which is nice. So, yeah, I mean, we could have over 100 people at this event. It's going to be great. I know there's people flying in from all over the country. So uh, EXP, thankfully, is sponsoring the event. You know what? That's probably the reason I'm not nervous because I'm not paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why right there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> right. Uh, that's just related, right? No financial risk. Yeah. So text and thank you EXP and thank you Mellow Home for paying for the event. So text the word EXP event to three one nine nine six, and uh, it's going to take you. You're going to get a link texted back to you, and then all you've got to do is go to that link, um, and hit the you know checkout page and put in the word Harris, and it doesn't cost you anything to attend. So text the word EXP event to three one nine nine six. And, uh, yeah, when you're there, you know, Julie and I are there. There's a whole, look at the page, too. Some of the speakers and the presenters we have. Are, I'm just super excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. So Julie has a story. So we're going to start out with a story. It's a review that we found on Amazon that actually somebody else tipped us off to that's really actually absolutely hilarious. And then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of all the things I promised. Go ahead, Julie. Yes. So this highlights what reviews can actually be like. And we came across this. We actually were, if I recall correctly, visiting in Big Sur, a place called S1, and we happened to hear their staff reading this, and they were just cracking up. And you and I thought, that cannot be real. And then we researched it, and as it turns out, each and every one of you can find this on Amazon. It actually has 14,803 people who have found this, so this is a real review. And imagine, if you will, that I am British, because I'm not going to take a British accent. We need to get Robert Lee to uh, read this yeah. to make it funnier, but... Um, at any rate, imagine that I am British and I am posting a review, a real review on Amazon about VEET, V-E-E-T. Some of you guys remember this is like a, uh, it still exists, it's a hair remover cream, okay? So that's what this is about. Here's the review. After having been told my danglies looked like an elderly Rastafarian, I decided to take the plunge and buy some of this as previous shaving attempts had only been mildly successful and I nearly put my back out trying to reach the more difficult bits. Being a bit of a romantic, I thought I would do the deed on the Mrs. Birthday as a part of a treat. I ordered it well in advance, and working in the North Sea, I considered myself a bit above some of the characters writing the previous reviews and wrote them off as soft office types. Oh, my fellow sufferers, how wrong I was. I waited until the other half was tucked up in bed, and after giving some vague hints about a special surprise, I went down to the bathroom. Initially, all went well, and I applied the gel and stood waiting for something to happen. 
I didn't have to wait long. At first, there was a gentle warmth, which in a matter of seconds was replaced by an intense burning and a feeling I can only describe as being given a barbed wire wedgie by two people intent on hitting the ceiling with my head. Religion hadn't featured much in my life until that night, but I suddenly became willing to convert to any religion to stop the violent burning around the turd tunnel and what seemed like the destruction of the meat and two veggies. Uh, just struggling not to bite through my bottom lip, I tried to wash the gel off in the sink and only succeeded in blocking the plug hole with a mat of hair. Through the haze of tears, I struggled out of the bathroom hall into the kitchen. By this time, walking was not really possible, so I crawled the final yard to the fridge in the hope of some kind of cold relief. I yanked the freezer door out and found a tub of ice cream. I tore the lid off and positioned it under me. The relief was fantastic, but only temporary as it melted fairly quickly and the fiery stabbing soon returned. Due to the shape of the ice cream tub, I hadn't managed to give the starfish any treatment, and I groped around the drawer for something else, as I was sure my vision was going to fail fairly soon. I grabbed a bag of what I later found out was frozen sprouts and tore it open, trying to be quiet as I did so. I took a handful of them and tried in vain to clench to clench some between the cheeks of my arse. This was not doing the trick, as some of the gel had found its way up the chutney channel, and I felt like the space shuttle was running the engines behind me. This was probably, and hopefully, the only time in my life was going to wish there was any case snowman in the kitchen, which would give you some idea of the depths which I was willing to go in order to ease the pain. The only solution my pain-crazed mind could come up with was to gently ease one of the sprouts where the veg had gone, where no veg had gone before. Unfortunately, alert by the strange grunts coming from the kitchen, the other half uh, chose that moment to come in and investigate and was greeted by the sight of me. Arson air, strawberry ice cream dipping from my bell end, pushing a sprout out of my arse while muttering, oh, that feels good. Understandably, I'm almost done. Understandably, this was a shock to her, and she let out a scream as I hadn't heard her come in and caused an involuntary spasm of shock in myself, which resulted in the sprout being ejected as quite some speed in her direction. I can understand that having a sprout farted against your leg at 11 at night in the kitchen probably wasn't the special surprise she was expecting, and having to explain to the kids the next day what the strange hollow in the ice cream was didn't improve my status. So, to sum it up, Veet removes hair, dignity, and self-respect. There you go. <laughs> That's a real review. <laughs> they should all, right. all be so. Anyway, like I said, uh, it doesn't directly relate, but Julie and I couldn't stop laughing when we heard that. And I can't all believe right. it. And, and I also, it's funny that Amazon leaves that up there because, you know, it, it is hilarious. 15,000 five-star reviews that people I are know, reviewing right? that review. <laughs> so funny. All right. Yeah. So I'm going to go through these points relatively quick. All right, so I want to first of all let's talk specifically about. We're going to talk about each of these review sites, um, and uh, the ones that agents basically focus too much energy on that should be completely ignored, effective immediately. I'm going to start out with Yelp. Yelp is without a doubt one of the most dubious websites to ever be created. So what Yelp has done. Uh, let me just take a step back. Better Business Bureau, a long time ago, it got a lot of negative media. 2020 did some sort of you know news special on it. It was in a different era, let's say, when news actually did stories on news. But the essence of it was is that the Better Business Bureau, BBB, was uh, running negative ads or specifically even in some cases putting up negative reviews of businesses themselves because a lot of – I guess a lot of the way that these Better Business Bureau branches worked – I'm not sure about the details. You guys can uh, – if you go to YouTube and you put in 2020 – um, it was an old news channel. It's not anymore. Uh, and then Better Business Bureau, you'll find the the actual facts. But the essence of it is they were accused 
I don't think it was ever proven that they did it, but they were accused of putting up negative reviews and then having salespeople that work for uh, them contact these business owners and tell the business owners that if they don't join the Better Business Bureau and pay some fees, that the negative reviews were going to stay prominently associated with their names. In some cases, these evidently, allegedly, these Better Business Bureau negative reviews, like I said, were fake. Were just designed specifically to uh, use as a catalyst for a sales call to shake money out of uh, small business owners, and that's mostly who are you know you guys. That's mostly who is adversely affected by these big review sites. So what Yelp did, in essence, is that business model. And now Yelp's going to talk about their fancy algorithm and. I'm sure it is a fancy algorithm, but what they do, what will dominate your review cycle if you invest a lot in Yelp, are the negative reviews. Now, there's a whole bunch of psychology behind why negative reviews will always get more reads than positive reviews, but really it comes down to the way that people receive and consume information. People don't go online searching ever for positive reviews. They go online searching for negative reviews. Think about what I just said. When was the last time you went online and searched for a positive review on a company that you already have you already have a positive uh, opinion of? Do you actually go online looking for you know things to reinforce your already positive opinion of something? No, you don't. What people do is they'll go online and they look for negative, and so um, that's what Yelp does. That's in essence what their algorithm does. There are I know agents and brokerages who've had their competitors post up negative Yelp reviews, and their their customers, legitimate customers, post up positive Yelp reviews, and the positive Yelp reviews are like buried on the website under the section called not recommended. Uh, and then they're still paying, in some cases, hundreds if not thousands of dollars to Yelp to try to enhance their Yelp page to make it so that they have a positive Yelp review and all the rest of it. So the whole idea that some independent company that operates, in essence, uh, free of any kind of oversight, can have such power over the public opinion of your company is insane. So why can Yelp get away with it? Why can all these online review companies get away with it? And I didn't know this until I researched it. So th it was maybe 15, excuse me, 15 years ago, there was some legislation that passed that made it um, – and, Julie, I read about this actually uh, in the local Georgetown paper, by the way. It's where I discovered this. Somebody was talking about this. Hmm where legislation passed that made it so that online companies weren't held to the same standard as, as far as liable, you know, when someone writes something that's not true. They're not held to the same standard as, for example, your local newspaper would. So the local newspapers and even magazines and things like that, they're held to an, an old standard where if they print something that's not factual, they can actually be sued. Well, okay, someone puts up a crappy review of you on Yelp, let's say. If you want to, and you, it's done anonymously. You know, nobody, they, you don't know who it is. You suspect it's your competitor, or it's some just old rival, or it doesn't matter what. And Yelp just throws it right up there. It's right up there, one of the top reviews for you. And people know how to do this. They know how to, you know, scam even Yelp, right? So then they put up this negative review. Is I, I know a broker. And I'll give you guys an example. I know a broker in uh, California who is a really nice guy. He's got a really great little brokerage. He spent, I don't even know how much, $500,000 rehabbing this little boutique office space. Well, he also owns a bunch of rental properties. And one of his tenants, who is an old kook basically, uh, went on to, uh, it was Yelp, and wrote this salacious crap about him that wasn't true. 
and he didn't pay attention to it. And this salacious crap, basically, every time you Google the name of his company, would come up with one of the top 10 search results. And even though the review was totally and completely bogus, it was still there. It was a tenant who he had to evict, but the tenant wrote this long mm -hmm. diatribe. Well, as the story goes, and this is what I was told, in order to get it removed, he had to get this guy's, and this is what you'd have to do too. This is the reason we're going to tell you to completely eject out of review sites. He had to sue Yelp, and then he had to find out who the uh, Internet service provider was, and then he had to essentially sue the Internet service provider to find out who it was that actually posted the review. So he had to spend all this money to get this bogus review removed, and it took him I don't know how long and how much money. So the point of all this is, is these review no accountability sites are on not the reviewer. Well, virtually none, and, and it's not like you think. So if, you're, if you are living in a fantasy world where you think the review sites are uh, advocates of, you know, you can basically believe in them, you can don't because they're corrupt. They're, uh, by their very nature, they're corrupt. So here's how you get your stuff removed, removed from Yelp, and this is what we did too. Because there's no benefit to your company having an independent company who operates autonomously of any sort of you know, oversight. There's no benefit in allowing them to have that kind of control over you. Now, here's what I discovered. And um, I discovered this actually from a great article that Teak Wiggins on Inman wrote that um, – I, I mean, I thanked him personally because it's such a revelation. All right, get this. You ready for this, listeners? Now, this is convoluted, but you can read this article yourself on Inman, but I'm just going to give you my understanding of, of what happened. So these big eye buyer companies have some of the – had, past tense, some of the worst reviews you've ever read before on Yelp. Uh, just people were lighting them up every which way. They hated the, the experiences that they were having. Um, and so it turns out – now, this is the convoluted part, and I don't remember the specifics of it, but this is the gist of it – that either Open Door or one of these other companies, they were – they had um, – they shared uh, the board of directors or investors with Yelp. So in other words, people that were associated with both companies were um, you know, on each other's board. So there's a, the, the Yelp reviews were obviously adversely affecting some of these iBuyer companies. I don't remember which one it was that was the one that basically had the common um, ownership or the common interest between a company, uh, of a, chair, a person on the board of directors that was on Yelp that was also on uh, the iBuyer company. I don't remember the specifics. Read the article on Inman. But the overview of it is, in essence, is that um, there was, you know, Teak was casting questions as to why Yelp had removed this company's um, website. Like, why was it no longer searchable? And then Yelp went and removed all the iBuyer websites. They just removed them. They're not there anymore. I guess there's some small mom and pop iBuyer sites that are still on Yelp, but for the most part, the big ones have been removed. And then Teak did this, you know, he said, well, that's odd. And then he did this homework and he found out exactly what I just told you. And then the Yelp people said that the iBuyer companies, and this is the important part, so pay attention, didn't meet their criteria to be listed on Yelp because they weren't a local company. Oh, interesting, I thought. In other words, they were, Yelp does not allow, or d against their own uh, terms of service, a virtual company, from what I understand, if I, my details are wrong, someone please feel free to correct me, but doesn't allow a virtual company or a company without a physical location uh, to be on Yelp. So their premise is that it's a local restaurant with a physical location, that's okay. But if it's you and you're, for example, working with eXp, just as an example, or any virtual company like ours, for example, then you don't have to, you do not qualify to be on Yelp. 
there's no it violates their own terms of service to be on Yelp. Where I mean, I thought about that. How many different EXP agents right now are paying, just as an example, are paying Yelp to you know three or four hundred dollars a month just to enhance their Yelp review page, even though collecting that money from those agents is a violation of Yelp's own terms of service? How many other virtual companies? are just like that. No physical location, they're running the cloud and and yet they have are paying Yelp every month and Yelp must know or at least it, it's violating their own terms of service and yet they're still collecting the money. I would suspect that there's probably some legitimate legal issues there that you know I'm not going to waste time with but maybe somebody else should explore. So Yelp in particular is not your friend. And you might get one or two positive reviews on Yelp you you know maybe you, you did great you think Yelp's a big advocate you, oh I love Yelp well what's going to happen when you get one or two negative reviews the deck's going to be reshuffled and the negative reviews are going to show on top and then how what are you going to do then you're going to lose most likely so I'll suggest to all of you especially those of you who are working for you know in essence virtual companies we have a lot of small business owners that are listening as well don't avoid Yelp and if Yelp's got you listed on their site which involuntarily they'll you know they'll go and list you on their site. Um, if they are got you listed on their site and you're a virtual company, that's a violation of their own terms of service, and you should send them a nice little letter, which there are they are responsive to, and you should say remove me. I'm not you know do not qualify based on your own terms of service, and they will. Okay. Now I already so so far we told you basically the good, the bad, and the ugly about Yelp. Now I will tell you where you should have a review site. The Better Business Bureau found Jesus, <laughs> and now they're actually very responsive to small business owners, and they actually treat, based on our own experience, biz, uh, small business owners uh, as they should have in the first place. So they will, when someone complains, actually put it through a, a process where some live person is going to listen to both sides and give you an opportunity to resolve it. So in my opinion, you should definitely consider having a Better Business uh, uh, page. That's no problem whatsoever. That's a, I, yeah, that's good, and that gets listed, generally speaking, pretty high on Google search. You should not have a Zillow review page. Why? Because Zillow is not your friend. They're not even a frenemy. They're an enemy. Zillow is very clearly going to uh, be a um, – they already are a competitor. Those of you who don't see them that way, it's only because you're being blinded by the fact that you don't know how to generate your own leads, and so you're buying leads from them, so you need to keep them on a frenemy list opposed to an enemy list. But what are you going to do when they come to town and basically they're a legitimate competitor in the form of taking actual listings and opportunities away from you? Then you're just going to wake up to it, and you're going to say, oh, I guess they were an, uh, you know, a competitor the whole time. Well, guess what, guys? The moral of the story is, is why would you want to have a competitor re reviewing you? Does that make any sense to you? Doesn't it make sense that the agents who are paying them are going to, generally speaking, get different treatment in the review process? Look, I don't know if it's true or not, but theoretically it makes sense, right? I mean, if someone's paying uh, you know, a company lots of money per year, why would that company do anything other than reinforce that relationship? Doesn't make sense to me. I don't, again, I'm, I'm only you know, guessing here, but I would suggest to you, again, for the same exact reasons, do not be included on Zillow review sites. Opt the hell out. Just have nothing to do with it. Now, I do understand that Zillow actually is very uh, easy to have your uh, no review on, um, you know, just absolutely gone from Zillow review. So my suggestion to you is have no review at all, no nothing on Zillow. Okay, that's it. Because how, I mean, think about the insanity of it, guys. This is a, in essence, a competing brokerage of your it, to you, 
and you think it's smart to have them decide how the public is going to perceive your level of service, it makes no sense to me. So how do you counterman this? How do you go – how do you basically – you know, for the consumers out there that do want to have some kind of review site for you. Here's very simple. I already told you there's three things you need to do. Number one, I definitely think you should do a Better Business Bureau uh, page. I think that makes sense. Number two, um, uh, Google Business page. My experience, our experience with Google Business, very, just like the Better Business Bureau is now, they're very respectable, respectful of small businesses. They don't put you through this long, painful process when there's somebody that uh, posts some lie about your company or your service or whatever, they give you an opportunity to post, um, you know, prove that they're lying, and they'll remove it. So Google Business Review page, I definitely would encourage you guys to have. And the third thing is, is I want you to have your own review site. So I want you to just, you know, you can buy the URL, or if you have an existing website, just put up the word, you know, if your name's Bob Smith, Bob Smith uh, Reviews, something like that. And then what you can do is you can start building your own uh, review site around those keywords, and then uh, those keywords will, over not that much time, will result in your page being searchable. Now, what would you do on that particular page? Video is going to be the best. So when you have a good experience with somebody, uh, grab your iPhone and put the camera and you know, start videotaping them and let them give you a 10 or 15 second blurb about the experience that they had. Start putting up anything and everything that's a positive review of the services you provide. And you'd be surprised the number of people that would be willing to give you a, a positive review. Um, it's actually you know, not difficult to get, to get people to be enthusiastic about you when you're actually doing a great job. So I guess those two things have to go you know, side by side. You have to be doing a great job to get great reviews, but there you go. Now, you can actually have your own uh, star system, so star rating system. So on your you know, Bob Smith reviews, right, you can then essentially say Bob on the page itself, you can put five stars at the top of your review site, and then you can basically, if you'd like to, you could start then on your email and your marketing, on your websites, wherever else you think it's necessary. Personally, like I said, I'm not a big fan of these review sites at all because I realize what their true motivation is. They're like CNN. You know, they're going to give the salacious headline to get people to pay attention. They're not going to – you know, some of the, the treatment that they have of uh, real estate professionals is disgusting – you know, taking a half step back and talking about some of the major review sites. So just completely opt out of them. Don't participate in them. Create your own. At the top of your own site, put five stars, and then have uh, at the sign-off on your email signature or wherever else, just basically put Bob Smith, five-star reviewed, and then have it link back to the website where all the reviews are. That's it. That's all you got to do. And when you go on listing presentations or, you know, anything where you're trying to basically compete for the listing or compete in general, just show the actual screenshot or print out all the positive reviews you've had. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's not that complicated, right? Now, remember, the premise here for you to start opening your eyes to the corruption of review sites, which you've got to understand is that they make their money off you paying to have your negative reviews made bye-bye. So if you're just getting a bunch of positive reviews, they're not going to get any money because you're not going to have any motivation. Your, the idea is that you pay them, you enhance your website, your presence on whatever review site it is, and then somehow that will negate the negative reviews. It doesn't. You're just feeding the beast. So that's all I have to say about that. Julie, any thoughts? <laughs> Yeah, well, <clears throat> excuse me. 
I, because it's so easy for somebody to just post, you can't really ignore all of what you just talked about. You do have to be really proactive and watch it and control it as much as you can. I think this is, was a really critical topic that we covered today. We tried to kind of make light of it and get them in the right mindset so they'd pay attention with our little Amazon review. But I, I do think that this is critical because if it comes down to you versus another agent, maybe you equally have the same center of influence poll, maybe you've got similar marketing, <clears throat> excuse me, of course people are going to look for reviews. So you might as well control the process as much as you can. So I'm going to jump over to Premier Coaching so that I can remind them to listen to this, and then we'll be discussing a lot of other stuff over there on my Premier Coaching call, which of course happens live every day right after the podcast. So I will leave you to wrap. So in conclusion, here's here actually I didn't I missed one subtle point. In conclusion, here are the things that you should do. Number one, build your own review site. Number two, join the Better Business Bureau. Number three, uh, set up your Google business page. Number four, you should consider setting up a Facebook business page and also have reviews posted there. Those are your four pro that's your four prong approach. None of those things cost you any money. How about that? And all of those things you can control. How about that? And then you don't have to participate in the insanity that has become online reviews. Just completely opt out of it. The first two that you should definitely get off of immediately. Now, not all of you will be able to get off Yelp because some of you are in these old brokerages where there actually is a physical location, so you're at a disadvantage. But if you're in a virtual brokerage, and EXP is the obvious one that everyone you know thinks of, you as an EXP agent legitimately should not be um, forced to have a Yelp page because you as an EXP agent are virtual. So you can then um, tell Yelp they're violating their own terms of service and that you want your page removed from Yelp. I would strongly suggest all of you do that, even if you have good reviews, because it's only going to take, uh, take a couple to have the deck reshuffled. Um, they, Yelp, recently, and you guys can Google this, re, you know, altered their own algorithm, and the complaining online from small businesses, not just real estate people, was incredible because what they did is they made it even more so so the negative reviews came up higher for the exact reasons that I just told you. Because they know people search for negative, they don't search for positive. Right? They go to Google searching for negative. They don't search for positive. And it's in Yelp's own interest and all these other review sites' own interest to get people to go to the website, duh, and then get people to read the negative reviews, duh, and then have those negative reviews adversely affect business owners to the extent where the business owners feel obligated to then reach for their credit cards and pay whatever it takes to get these negative reviews removed. Guys, wake up. All of this is somebody else getting between you and your you and your not competitor but your customer. Anytime that happens, you are losing control of the transaction. You are losing control of your business, and you're moving one step closer to being as many of these technologists would like you to be, someone who just merely says, would you like fries with that? In other words, they don't want you controlling the deal. They want to control the deal, and they want you just to be the person at the register you know, taking the orders. They have no intent of making it, uh, all these technologists, all these big companies making their apps and making their iBuyer things and making all their other widgets and wadgets. Their aim is to make it so that you are no longer the middle of the transaction, no longer the, you know, essentially a critical part of the real estate industry. That is their aim. Do not kid yourself. Do not be naive about this. And those of you who are buying Zillow leads, you're part of the problem. You need to learn how to generate your own business. It's not difficult. I had a great coaching call this morning with somebody 
a podcast listener and a coaching client, and he was he paid Zillow eleven thousand dollars last year. Told me what his return on investment was. It was terrible. Asked me what he could do to get buyer leads. He already had a listing. I told him to take three more. Because if you have listings in most markets, you've got to beat the buyers off with a stick. So if you want to know how to build a long-standing you know, real estate practice with ever-increasing revenue, and you want to actually have a business that's not dependent on the Zillows of the world selling you leads, you need to learn how to be a listing agent. And we've made it easy for you. This is all you have to do. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Grab a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. You're going to be given an opportunity to schedule a direct coaching call with one of our new member coaches, and they're going to help you to build your lead generation wheel. And just by requesting your free coaching call, you're also going to get six free books, The Real Estate Treasure Map, which is the fill-in-the-blank business, pay, uh, business plan. Get started on that one immediately. All right? Can I be any clearer? Has this podcast delivered, given you guys tremendous value? It has. Don't be naive about any of the things I just told you. Remember the example I gave you of that guy in Southern California? One salacious, lying, bad, negative review basically adversely affected his business in more ways than he can possibly imagine. The same could happen to you, so you need to protect yourself now. And the best way to protect yourself is to completely remove yourself from any kind of review sites. Remember, the review sites are not your friend. Build your own review uh, widget and do those four other things I ask you to do. If you guys need us for anything, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.